Exodus 12 is uh, quite fun, and it's instructions about the Passover. So uh, what I found interesting at first was that this is a like an interlude. So we got to the end of the of that last plague. So at the end of chapter 11, um, Moses had told Pharaoh that tonight, midnight, this is going to happen. And then there's all these instructions about the Passover and how they're going to actually do this in the future. And and um, so I'm going to go through some of those instructions. But I want to keep in mind that these are not instructions that they followed the first time. Uh, because partways through here, Moses summoned all the elders and told them and gave them a different set of instructions. So these are, these are rules for their long-term celebration as a remembrance of what's about to happen. And this is, these, these are the instructions that Yahweh gave Moses for the future when they celebrate this event. And so the, the event is actually mixed in with the instructions about the future celebration of this event. So just, you know, just to make things more confusing. So the instructions start off with, this month is the beginning of the calendar for you. So it'd be like if this happened in um, April, well, yeah, let's say April, you know, because at least this year, that's when Passover happened. Um, God said, this is going to, you start the calendar over on this month. This is the new January, the beginning of the year. <clears throat> and uh, on the 10th, you are to get a sheep or a goat, unblemished, one-year-old male, um, and uh, and you need to choose the goat based on um, the size of the family. So if you have a small family, you need to combine with your nearest neighbor, so that you can eat the whole thing. This isn't a this isn't a feast with a lot of leftovers. In fact, there are zero leftovers. Um, on the fourteenth day, so four days later, slaughter slaughter at midnight. Paint the blood on the doorposts and on the top of the door. The lintel is what it's in here. Roast it whole over a fire and be ready to travel, which means you have your travel clothes on, your staff in your hand, and then burn any excess that you don't eat. So that's why you don't, you have to measure who's going to, you know, so how much are you going to have? How much are you going to have? We'll combine with the neighbors so that we don't waste anything because they have to burn the rest of it. And then Yahweh said, I will pass through Egypt and I will strike every firstborn, human uh, and animal. I, Yahweh, I will execute judgments against, against the gods of Egypt. The blood will be the distinguishing work, the, the, the distinguishing mark. So this is actually pulling back to a lot of these other things. These are um, people who are protected by their house gods. And so, um, this is Yahweh saying, I'm going to strike the gods of Egypt. And there's going to be a distinguishing mark, just like there were a lot of, there were there was a distinguishing, a distinguishing mark that he put on the Israelites earlier when he did um, a plague against Egypt. <clears throat> and he said, I'm going to do a distinguishing, the distinguishing mark is that it's going to happen over here and not happen over here. So like with, um, with many of the plagues, the, I think the most like vivid being the light and darkness. There was a darkness over the land of Egypt, but in the land of Goshen, the land of the Israelites, there was light. Um, and the light over the Egyptians was like a thick darkness where they couldn't see each other. 
uh, even close up. So I, I imagine that as a, as a thick fog. Um, and there's a distinguishing mark between the two. Uh, and the, the hail, there's a distinguishing mark between the two. And here he's saying the distinguishing mark is the blood of the lamb that goes on the doorposts and on the lintel. And then he says, and there's, you're going to make a festival out of this. Uh, the festival of unleavened bread. So on the 14th, which is the day that they leave, so there's on the 10th is when they start prepping by getting the, the sheep or goat. They keep it four days in their house. And then on the, the 14th is when they slaughter it, they paint. That's the night of the Passover. Do not um, remove yeast from your house on uh, for seven days, starting on the 14th. So that's the, the day. And then from the 14th to the 21st. On the 14th, you're going to have a, um, a sacred assembly. Everybody's going to get together. It's going to be a big deal. And on the 21st, you're also going to have an assembly. Um, no yeast should be found in your house between the 14th and the 21st of the first month of the year. If, if yeast is found in somebody's house, then they are to be cut off from Israel. Like, they're no longer a part of the nation. Like... It'd be like here, if um, somebody found that you had a sourdough and you refused to give it up and throw it away on on the 14th of January, I mean, it's not January, but you get the idea, then you're no longer an American citizen. Like, it's that, it's that strong. Um, so then, uh, Moses gathered all the elders, and he gave them four instructions. Uh, take hyssop and dip, uh, use that in, in the bowl of blood to paint the post of your house and the lintel. Select an animal from the flock. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's I assume you have to select it before you slaughter it. Uh, and do not go out until morning. <clears throat> and then, um, this is going to be a standing ordinance. You guys are going to have to keep doing this, so tell your children when they ask you. It's interesting because there's a lot of when your children ask you, um, which I don't know, my kids, my kids aren't that inquisitive about why we do different things. We just tell them why we're doing things. Maybe they're a little bit more like Socratic method back then. Uh, and then there's this interesting phrase: "They obeyed, just as Yahweh said." And uh, and that's a pattern that we want to see, um, and and uh, throughout Israel's journey. I think that phrase gets more and more rare. Yahweh will pass over and not let the destroyer enter your house and strike you. <clears throat> so then, at midnight, Yahweh struck, and each household lost someone. Uh, there's a great cry in Egypt, um, because in every house there is a firstborn. And so um, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron. He said, get up, leave my people, go and worship your Lord, or sorry, go and worship Yahweh, uh, just as you have asked. Take your flocks and your herds, just as you have asked, and leave. This will be a blessing to me. Which is an interesting phrase to add. I guess, I mean, it would be. 
everybody's dying. So the Egyptians pressured the people of Egypt, they pressured the people to leave Egypt um, and to get out of the country quickly. And so they, the, um, the Israelites, they, they took their dough before it was leavened. So before the yeast was activated in it. So there are a few things that happen here with yeast. So there, you either had yeast from uh, a prior dough batch, or um, maybe I don't I don't know if they if they did like a water collection. So you can actually collect yeast in several different ways. You could basically put like um, yeast. You put dough out and and let it just catch wild yeast, and then you can reuse that. Like a you know you take a portion of it and you reuse that. Or you can um, you can actually get a I don't know that's, I think that's how they did it. I didn't actually look this up. It's my knowledge of how to grab wild yeast for for baking. <clears throat> and so they would have had a selection of yeast, which would be like a like a sourdough starter. Um, and they hadn't added that to their bread yet. And so this is not too far past midnight in the morning. And they hadn't added that in to have it rise so they can make bread. Apparently they did that in the morning so that by evening it would be nice or, you know, maybe they did it probably through the day. So they hadn't done that yet. And they asked the Egyptians, um, can we have some gold, some silver, some jewelry? And the Egyptians just gave them whatever they asked for so that they would leave. And it says in this way they plundered the Egyptians. So then about 600,000 soldiers on foot left from Ramses to Sukkoth. Um, which is interesting that they called them soldiers. I, I always just assumed it was just people. So that'd be the 600,000 men, and then their wives and their children. So this is a, if they were talking over a million here. Um, and then it also says an ethnically diverse crowd also went up with them. And I looked that up and this is like a mixed race or mongrel, like a mutt. Um, uh, a, so a multitude of mutts went up with them, <laughs> uh, which I had never considered as like a, a thing right when they left. I thought they left and that was just, just the, the Israelites, but they went up with a bunch of people, all of the people that were, um, God fearers. So these are the people that when, when the hail was coming, they brought their, their slaves and their animals inside. They were the ones that were listening to these things that Moses was saying, and they were they were doing something about it. These are the people who um, who went in indoors with the Israelites and uh, and shared the Lord shared um, the Passover with them, so that they would be saved too. So they went up there, up with them, um, and the the Israelites had lived in Egypt for four hundred and thirty years. It's a long time. And then there's another section here um, of additional instructions. It seems like these additional instructions are just kind of scattered throughout in little chunks. Um, like there's the instructions and then there's what happened. So there's instructions about what to do on the Passover. But then Moses basically said, it's happening tonight. So uh, grab yourself a sheep or a lamb, paint the doorposts, um, and then in the, in the morning, you know, at midnight, everyone died in the morning they didn't even have the opportunity to put yeast which means that they still had yeast 
which means, you know, because the, the time frame of this first time was just so fast. Um, so they didn't have four days to select sheep. They didn't have um, all these times for festivals. It's to remember that they didn't have time. And so they took their yeast, they, they took their dough without yeast in it. And they went. So here's the additional additional section here, actually, is, is talking about um, those that ethnically diverse crowd that went with them. It says, no foreigner may eat this Passover. Uh, and then it, it says, um, it needs to be eaten in one house. Don't take it outside. Uh, don't break any of its bones. And then there's a concession here for foreigners and residents with you. It says, if a foreigner resides with you and wants to celebrate the Passover, every male in their household must be circumcised, and then they may participate. He will become a native of the land. So this is, if you, if you want to participate, if you are a God-fearer, then you can participate. If you, if you join, if you publicly go through this thing that says, I am going to become a part of Israel, and then you live in the land as a native. But no uncircumcised person can eat it. No, um, no foreigner that is um, a hired hand or a temporary resident can eat it. Uh, only somebody who is permanently dedicated to being a part of the kingdom of, of the Israelites can do that. Um, and then all the Israelites did this. They did just as Yahweh had commanded. And there, there we see it again that hope that here's the here is a whole people that is following what Yahweh has commanded and uh, and here we've got two in quick succession where they they listened and and they did what God said so and that's the end of chapter 12 it's long it's got a few little interludes and I assume we're gonna have some more here in a little bit because the uh, more Passover instructions is not ended although there I mean this then all Israel did it did this is a very much like a bookend. So I understand why they put a chapter break there and it's a long chapter anyway. So this is really cool because there, there are things in here that are scattered through that that Jesus Jesus uses this event. He uses Passover um, with the, um, the the traditions that have grown on after this, which you know we might be pulling out here in, in the next chapter uh, as well, that the, the bones were not to be broken. Jesus' bones were not broken. He was whipped, he was beaten, he was stabbed, but his bones were not broken. He was a whole sacrifice um, to pay for, to cover over, so that the destroyer would not enter our house and destroy it, but that we might have life and be freed to live on God's holy mountain. Which is 